What is up? It is me, George G. We've got another awesome episode of the Aligned Money Show coming your way. Got to open up the mailbag. Got a letter from little Timmy asking a very, very important question. We talked about time of the year we find ourselves in where we give up on our goals and our New Year's resolutions or we buckle down and we figure out how to stick to them. And I talk about a framework process for making sure that you are setting goals that are appropriate to you and how to actually follow through on them. Let's go. This week's letter. This week's letter comes from little Timmy. Little Timmy writes, Dear George G., is it easier to make more money or to live on less? Little Timmy, that is a great question. An important one that many of us have to grapple with. I I, I know that I certainly have grappled with that. Um, But... I'm going to answer your question, but the real question, the actual question is, how do you get ahead financially when you are stuck, actually stuck, or you're feeling stuck? And this is a great question. It's maybe the perfect question because it's the time of the year where many of us are throwing in the towel, pulling the ejection cord button, rip cord button. We are giving up on our goals and our resolutions. That's not a good thing. Ain't nobody got that time is for that. Kind of where we are right now, coming into February, and I'm always I'm always curious what the sentiments of people are, what we're thinking, where we are at. According to a Fidelity study, the top three financial resolutions for 2024 are number one: save more money. Forty-one percent of people said that was a priority. Number two paid down debt. It came in at 38%. And number three, spend less at 30%. So save more money, pay down debt, spend less. So based on that, that says we need to live on less. Or does it say we need to earn more? Both get us there. But saving more, paying down debt, spending less. Okay. So those are the top three. But why our goals and resolutions so hard for us to stick to. But before I answer that one, let me answer the question, is it easier to earn more or is it easier to live on less? When you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck, as I spent a good portion of my 20s doing, you know that it feels like you are trapped, walking through mud or sand or whatever. It's just a slog. It is really hard when you are experiencing financial hardship. It follows you around everywhere. It goes with you to work. It goes with you to the gym. It's with you when you're with your kids and your family and everything else. It's like a rain cloud just kind of following you around. It's a bad place to be. So in order to break free of that cycle, something has to change. Things need to change. In order for things to change, things need to change. You know this. I think we all intellectually know that, but this is an example of it sounds easy, but does hard for sure. So how do we find money? How do we find money? Where is it? Is it all around us? It's everywhere. Well, it's there if, if we could dig. So that's the question. Okay. I need more money. 
Can I earn more? Do I have the capacity, the potential to earn more money? Well, how do we do that? Well, you can take on another job. But I know plenty of people who are working multiple jobs and there's literally physically no way, not time for them to work more jobs. So if that's you, that's not an option, but perhaps you could make a plan for pursuing a professional designation or get some kind of a new certification or just talk to the company that you're working with and ask, hey, really am interested in doing an awesome job, doing a better job. How can I, what can I do to earn more money to be more valuable to the organization? Okay, maybe there's an opportunity. There's opportunities to earn money online in good ways that are that are all around us. It's gig economy. There's plenty of ways to earn additional money. So if that's an option, perhaps look at that. Can you live on less money? I never like talking about reducing lifestyle. It's not something I'm into, but the reality is if I am interested in getting ahead financially, I'll that's, that's maybe the only option. If I can't earn more money, then my other option is, how do I figure out how to get blood out of this stone? How do I figure out how to get more out of less? Can, all the platitudes and niceties in the world, got to figure it out. If I'm stuck, I'm feeling stuck, I need to do something. Don't worry for things to change, something needs to change. So how do we do that? Well, number one, I think it's really important to have a reasonable and a healthy perspective about this says that listen up ego we're going to take a step back i'm going to downsize my car i'm going to change where i live i'm going to stop doing or reduce lifestyle in some form or fashion I'm not going to do this forever i'm going to do it i'm going to take this one step back so that i will be in position to take many steps forward in the future and with that, I have that glimmer, that glimmer of, okay, there's an end date here. I'm not just putting in permanent austerity measures where I need to stop having fun and all the color from my life will go away and I'll be in just black and white like in the old days. So that's not what I want. That's not what you want. What I want is to feel and enjoy financial peace of mind to stop worrying about money. So I'm going to take a momentary step back, get out of debt get some savings going, start investing, learn how to do those things, gain the confidence that I need to move forward. And then I will be in a position to add some of this stuff back in if it's still a value to me. That's an interesting byproduct of, of making changes, of making cuts in, in increasing your discipline is that you will learn that, okay, I'm perfectly capable of doing these things. I can do hard things. I can make tough choices. I can, I can do these things. And then maybe you find that you didn't need a lot of those things you were doing, or it wasn't really what you wanted in the first place after all. And that's something I want to circle back to, but that's fundamentally it. So how do I do that? And I'm just going to tell you to do it without actually helping you to figure out how to do it because that's not helpful at all. So number one is we have to track our cash flow. It's one of the most basic things, but it's one of the easiest things to not do. This was 100% me. When I struggled with money, because I just ignored or avoided financial matters. We have to stare it right in the face. Say, okay, here I am. I need to, I need to figure out 
how to live on less. So I need to really go through my finances and my cash flow with a fine tooth comb. So I need to know how much money I have coming in down to the dollar. Do you know how much money you earn every month? Do you know how much money you spend every month? That's a little trickier because some of your expenses are, expenses are variable and I totally get it, but certainly many of them are fixed and we can know what that number is, but we want to get to as close to down to the dollar of knowing how much is coming in and how much is going out. And I don't have a crystal ball, but I can look backwards, certainly. So go back for as long as it's been since you've gone through all your different transactions and review all of them. You're looking for things that shouldn't be there or things that you have the opportunity to potentially cut out. Again, not permanently, but temporarily. That is one of the keys here. So go through, you review everything, you're looking for stuff that, that shouldn't be there or you could get rid of, and then you, then you make those cuts. The next thing is you have to keep a budget. You just have to keep a budget and all that is is a plan for your money. And that's where we are sort of looking into the future because we're making a plan. It says it might, it's probably not going to work out exactly the way that we want it to and stuff's going to come our way that we don't expect. That's why they're unexpected. But we're positioning ourselves for success. So that's what a budget will do. It's a plan for our money. And then we project that out and then we review it, review our budget at the end of the month. Say, okay, how did we do? Well, we we're over budget here. We were under it there and it allows you to adjust, but you are now more in control because you know, and then you make a plan. Say, okay, we were able to identify, you know, a hundred dollars or a couple hundred dollars from making some cuts, going through our cash flow, optimizing our spending. So what now is our plan? Well, we've got $5,000 of credit card done. All right. We've got $200 a month that we can now dedicate to that. Well, it's going to take a couple of years to get out, but now you know, and that's going to give you confidence. It's going to help you feel like you have a little bit of control over the situation and you can, you have the ability to feel in control. And I think that that is such an important thing. So those are some steps, not going to be easy at all, but it will be worth it. And that's the thing about things that are of value is that they are hard. Things are easy. They are not of value. Worthwhile things are hard. They are of value. So back to goals. Why resolutions are so hard to stick to. I talk a lot about goal setting. And most importantly is that I talk about how I didn't do it forever. I think I've intellectually understood since I was 10 years old. The importance, the value of goals, or having goals, setting goals, writing them down. But it took me until I was about 35 to actually do it because I'm a human being. And that's some of the things that we do is we just don't do the things that we know that we're supposed to do. Very human. It's a feature, not a bug. But when you look at goal setting, it's like the verdict is in. We know how important they are. We know how impactful they are. And if you don't know that, there is a very famous Harvard study that talked about um, MBA students, graduate students, that they, 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 they ran a survey. It said, how many of you have goals? How many of them write them down? And at the end of it, it came out that the ones that wrote them down were just exponentially more successful than the ones that had goals and way more successful than the ones that didn't have any at all. So it's just, it's true. It makes a lot of sense, but we have such a hard time with it. So when something is so obviously good for you, but I don't do it, why is it so hard? Well, maybe it's a framing problem. Now, this is something I'm just kind of kicking around and workshopping. I don't think it's going to stick or I just haven't found the right term, but 
Like, what is a different term for goals? What I landed on just after a little bit of thinking and noodling was ID action, ID action process. What do you think? Some ID action. Let's do some ideating, put it towards action. ID action. It's an ID action process, not goal setting. Who wants to set goals? Do you want an ID action? Well, you get the idea. But how does it work? How does ID action work? I mean, we think that goal setting is this really, really crazy, weird process. Or maybe you don't. I don't have any idea what you think about goal setting. I just know that we don't do it. So step number one, desire. What is the thing that you want? Because if it's not your goal, you can write it down, but your desire is not going to be strong enough to do the tough things. Or when things do get hard, then you will pull that ripcord. Like here we are at the end of January and we are throwing in the towel on those New Year's resolutions. So do you really want to do it? Step number two is, do you know how? Do you know how to do the thing that you want to do? It's really hard to be successful doing something if you have no idea, you don't have the skills or the understanding to know how to do it. So you have to understand. Step number three is you need to identify roadblocks that are already there. Okay, they can come in a million different forms. We have limiting beliefs, all of us do. We have biases and there's just lots of head trash bouncing around our heads or our bodies or whatever that are stopping us from doing the thing that we want. And this could be a psychological thing. It could be that you're overweight or whatever. So identify the roadblocks that are there. Step number four is when something is a problem, we need to make it a process. But another way to say that is we need to turn it into a habit. So we need, then need to find out where this new thing is going to fit. So if it is, we want to do a monthly, um, we're interested in, in managing or, or reviewing our cash flow and doing a budget and reviewing our plans, then you need to find a day every month that's going to be your money meeting, money date, whatever, monthly money meeting, M3, three M's. Mm, you get it. So when will that, what, when can you have that meeting and when can you have that meeting that's going to stick? So the idea is that you just kind of piggyback it on something that you always do. So Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday early afternoon, Saturday early afternoon, just find a time where you do the same thing over and over again religiously, and then you can put this at the beginning or the end of it. That's a good way to actually make it stick. And then step five, steer right into the resistance. Don't try to avoid it. It's going to come up. You're going to experience internal resistance. You're going to experience external resistance, particularly if you are making changes in your life. So hard. Change is hard because an object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest unless it's acted upon by an outside force. You know that. You learned it in early on in your schooling. <laughs> uh, but it's just going to happen. So we have to expect it. And instead of avoiding it, instead of avoiding discomfort or those uncomfortable feelings, you need to really steer into it. But I'm still, I feel like I'm still putting the cart before the horse. So why are goals really so hard to stick to? Well, whose goals are they? On whose terms are you living? I know we've become very, very uh, conditioned, desensitized to just clicking accept on user agreements and whatever, terms and conditions. 
Except, except, I don't have time to read this. I don't care. I just want the thing. I just want the thing. Except, except, except. Well, are you just clicking accept on everything? On your life? With your goals? Have you already done that? I think that most of us have. I know that I had. I'm sure that I still am. So who's use your agreement? Whose terms are you living under? We're all operating in some kind of system under lots of different assumptions. And maybe it's it's the place you grew up, your city, your town, the schools you went to, the workplace that you are in, your religious, your spiritual community, your neighbors, what social media is telling you. There are norms and expectations and just the way we do things and this is what our family does and that's a long list. So where, where are you under? Whose terms and conditions are you living under? I mean, what do you really want? We have one crack at this deal. This deal being life. One time around the track. So... Are you doing it on your terms? So I really, I cannot advocate enough that you spend time thinking about that. Get out a pen and paper and just write down on whose terms am I living? And then think about what, what do you really want? And I break down goal setting into six different areas, family, community, career and money, well-being, personal development, peace of mind. So those are the six areas because it's just, it's a little tricky to just think globally. So it helps to have those prompts, six different areas to think about. But I guess you could look at it a different way. Just think about what a great day looks like to you. What does a great day look like? What does a great Saturday look like? What does a great Wednesday look like? Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? Reality is that goal setting is a superpower, one that most of us squander. Think about what we do when we're setting the goal. So we're sitting down and we are imagining any future that we want, literally any future. And then we're making plans or bringing that desired future into our current reality. And then we execute on those plans. Went through those steps just a minute ago. So do I want this? Do I know how to do it? What are the roadblocks that are stopping me or will stop me from doing it? Where is it going to fit? How do I fit it in so it's sustainable? It's real. And then I steer into that resistance when I get punched in the mouth. Will my plan survive its collision with reality? So, but so many of us, myself included, do not take advantage of that superpower, but it's right there. So you have it. Put it to work in your life. Is it easier to live on less or is it easier to earn more? Little Timmy, that's the question. Probably a little bit of both. And as we're getting started, kind of put yourself in triage mode. Say, okay, things are not going the way that we want. This is not sustainable. Let's take a big step back. What do we need to do to find that financial security? Get out of debt, start moving in the direction that we really want and figure out whose terms am I living under. Start living on your terms. Remember, it's never gonna be anybody who 
is more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly.